Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 105, Seer. So I appreciate that Mormon preserved these first few verses in Mosiah 8. There's something celebratory and rather cool about the exchange that took place between King Limhi and his people and then Ammon and his brethren. It began with a catching up on days gone by, a swapping of history and a catching each other up to speed on what's been happening. King Limhi had Ammon stand before the multitude to catch them up on all that had happened since Zenob had left Zarahemla. And so Ammon did. And he included the words of King Benjamin. He taught them and explained the words to the people so that they might understand the words which Benjamin had spoken. I admire Ammon. Can you imagine doing that? (laughs) I'd need my iPad to be able to refresh my memory. But he had been given the capacity, both in mind and in spirit, to be able to convey these words from his memory. What a great experience for Ammon to have. King Benjamin's words had been written upon his heart in such a way that he could teach those who were eager to hear the message. We're seeing here that Ammon was more capable than just being a mighty and strong man physically. Much later, for reasons we don't know, he will consider himself an unworthy servant to baptize the people of Limhi. But everything right now shows the Son of God that he is. He's paying attention. It's written upon his heart. He's able to testify of these things. He sees these things as important to be included. And he spoke to the people about them. So the day was done, gone the sun, and the multitude was dismissed. And Ammon was then given the record that had been kept by these Nephites about their history since they had left Zarahemla. And he read it. And in a couple of weeks, we too will study and read their record. After Ammon finished reading, King Limhi had a question for him. (laughs) Could Ammon interpret languages? Again, I believe King Limhi was a bold and a direct man. He was a mover and a shaker. He explained to Ammon that he had caused that 43 of his men should journey into the wilderness to try and find Zarahemla. Lemhi had been grieving over what his people were enduring, and so he was seeking for help. Even the help of the Nephites in Zarahemla, he was seeking for help to be delivered out of bondage. His men, they did not find Zarahemla, but they found the remnants of another civilization, Listen to King Limhi explain it to Ammon. And they were lost in the wilderness for the space of many days, yet they were diligent and found not the land of Zarahemla, but returned to this land, having traveled in a land among many waters, covered with bones of men and of beasts, and was also covered with ruins of buildings of every kind, having discovered a land which had been peopled with a people who were as numerous as the hosts of Israel. And for a testimony that the things that they had said are true, they have brought 24 plates, which are filled with engravings, and they are of pure gold. 
He goes on to say that his men brought back large breastplates made of brass and copper, swords that the hilts had been destroyed. The blades remained, however, though they were rusting. King Limhi desired that the record that his men brought back, he desired it to be translated. He desired to know about this people who had been so large, so great, but had been destroyed, and he wanted to know the cause of their destruction. And if Ammon couldn't translate them, did he know of anyone who could? Ammon did know of a man who could. I can assuredly tell you, O king, of a man that can translate the records, for he has wherewith that he can look and translate all records that are of ancient date. And it is a gift from God. And the things are called interpreters, and no man can look in them except he be commanded, lest he should look for that he ought not, and he should perish. And whosoever is commanded to look in them, the same is called a seer. Ammon explained that it was King Mosiah who was this seer. A seer, he says, is greater than a prophet. A seer is a revelator and a prophet also. And a gift which is greater can no man have, except he should possess the power of God, which no man can, yet a man may have great power given him from God. Ammon goes on to explain that a seer can know of things which are past, things which are to come. And by seers shall all things be revealed, or rather shall secret things be made manifest, and hidden things shall come to light, and things which are not known shall be made known by them. And also things shall be made known by them which otherwise could not be known. This is a miracle among men, accomplished by faith. And King Mosiah had such faith. King Mosiah was a seer, greater than a king, greater than a prophet. He had the faith to be a great benefit to his fellow beings. He was a seer. I appreciate the faith of Ammon for acknowledging and for honoring the gift his king had been given, for knowing that this gift was from God. Upon hearing this revelation, King Limhi rejoiced exceedingly, and he gave thanks to God. He knew that a great mystery was contained upon these plates, and he had faith that these interpreters that King Mosiah possessed were prepared for the purpose of unfolding all such mysteries to the children of men. Now again, we are given poetic wisdom from this king. He testifies that the works of the Lord are marvelous. How patiently the Lord suffers with his people because we are all blind and our understandings are impenetrable. And I think this king is calling us mortals thick-headed and stubborn. (laughs) I think he's right. And he basically observes how comfortable we are at remaining blind and having our understandings impenetrable. He says, For they will not seek wisdom, neither do they desire that she should rule over them. An interesting observation that he makes about mortals, that we don't really seek wisdom and don't naturally desire wisdom to rule over us. 
And what is that talking about, Sister Scriptorians? That reminds me of the natural man. The natural man is not inclined to have wisdom rule over him. He is inclined to have his appetites guide him. He goes on to say, Yea, they are as a wild flock which fleeth from the shepherd and scattereth and are driven and are devoured by the beasts of the forest. King Limhi had observed this very thing among his people. They had blindly followed the wickedness of his father, King Noah, and they had from time to time, even before that, forgotten to follow God. They had deteriorated right along beside their wicked king. And then when Abinadi came in with wisdom from God, they did not desire to be ruled by it. They cast him out and then they cast him to the wicked king. They fled from the good shepherd and they scattered to eventually be devoured by the beasts of wickedness, either among themselves, from their king's men, or from the Lamanites. So compare that experience, this experience of men without a seer, to the experience of the people who not only had a seer, but they honored that seer. They followed that seer. We too have a seer. Each of the members of the First Presidency and each of the members of the Twelve Apostles have been set apart as prophets, seers, and revelators. We sustain them as such. But there is one prophet at a time who leads the church under the direction of Jesus Christ. He is a seer. He can know of things which are past, of things which are to come, and him shall all things be revealed. Secret things will be made manifest through him. Hidden things shall come to light by him. And things which are not known, which otherwise could not be known, are made known by the seer. This is God's miracle to us. Thus God has provided a means that man, through faith, might work mighty miracles. Therefore he becometh a great benefit to his fellow beings. Now, who is that seer? That seer is Russell M. Nelson. I have done a lot of studying of President Nelson's teachings, his admonitions, the the charges that he has charged us with to complete the homework he's given us, the blessings he has left upon us, along with the blessings he has promised us we will receive through our obedience to his words. It's overwhelming. I have spent hours trying to put together his words, and I will do my best to deliver them next week. However, I can say, my faith and my testimony that Russell M. Nelson is the prophet of God here upon the earth has increased as I have poured over his words, trying my best to discern how I can apply his teachings to my life. I know, I know, I know that if I follow the prophet, I will not go astray. I know the prophet of God knows the way. I have felt the love of God 
through the Holy Ghost bear witness to me that this is true. And here's how I know it is from the Spirit. Normally in life, we struggle with the demands on our time and on our attention, right? We can become overwhelmed by our checklists and our obligations. We may also struggle with self-loathing for our imperfections and our shortcomings and our weakness. Yet as I have spent hours taking notes, doing a mental check of how I'm doing compared to the notes, about what I still need to do in order to follow the prophet, I did not feel any inadequacies, or I didn't feel the weight of those inadequacies. You know what I mean? I didn't feel despair. I was aware of where I needed to improve, for sure. But the fruits of the Spirit surrounded my heart, feeling peace and long-suffering and patience and joy, determination and courage to do what the prophet was telling me to do. And it opened my mind to see the possibilities of improvement. I did not feel the despair and the depression that can accompany such monumental feats. Or just as we take a list of all the things we're not or all the things we need to be doing and how that brings despair and depression, that was not a part of this. No, the Spirit testified to me that step by step and all in good time, I can stretch myself to reach the standard that his prophet is setting for me. And it's exciting. And I invite you to join me. This week, read or listen to the words of President Russell M. Nelson. Allow yourself to absolutely love him as he's speaking to you and treasure every counsel, example, charge and blessing he gives you. Recognize, sister scriptorians, how well he knows you, how well he knows your heart, how well he knows your gifts and your nature that you have come to earth with. Please make a note of it. You can do this by using the ponder prompt at sisterscriptorians.com. Take note of the action items that this prophet is giving you and the blessings he promises you if you follow through. Don't doubt that those blessings are working for you. In fact, I dare you to see them working for you. I dare you to start expressing gratitude for these blessings in your life until you actually do see them happening for you. Exercise your faith in the seer of our day. If you do, miracles will happen for you. The windows of heaven will open. The mysteries will be unfolded. Don't flee. Don't flee from the shepherd, scattering and being driven until you are devoured by the beasts of the forest. Or the beasts of defeat, the beasts of overwhelm, the beasts of self-loathing, or the beasts of doubt and dwindling faith. No. Instead, gather in. Let's gather in as sisters. Let's rejoice exceedingly like King Limhi did. Rejoice that there is a man of God on earth today who has the greatest gift God gives his children a seer. Join me, join me at the Sister Scriptorians face page this week 
and find the picture of President Nelson. And there I ask you to express your gratitude for the direction he has given you in just the past two years. When you begin studying his words, I'm telling you, you're going to be one, shocked that it's only been two years. Two, you're going to be overcome by the guidance he has given us to help us thrive during this time of not only pandemic, but of civil unrest and abominations in our society. And three, you are going to realize he was right. You better start taking your vitamins. Sister Scriptorians, we are led by a prophet, seer, and revelator. Study President Nelson's words this week. Use the ponder prop to take notes of the assignments he is giving us and the blessings he promises us. Express gratitude for the blessings he has pronounced upon you. Then report back to us your experiences and testimony at the Sister Scriptorians Facebook page. We thank thee, O God, for a prophet.